you ever wondered about the wild activities that go on at a bar? Well, that wondering ends right now. Welcome to the Open Bar Talk Podcast, where host Jim Search sits down with bartenders near and far to hear the whopping tales that only a drink slinger has. So buckle in, have a cold one, and enjoy it. And we got another one. It's another one. It's another episode. Very excited to uh, bring this to you. It is Open Bar Talk, the uh, podcast dedicated to the lives of bartenders, what they see behind the stick, and all the craziness that they have been witness to and all that jazz. Very exciting uh, episode we got coming down the line here today. One of my good friends can be on the show. Very excited to talk with him. Uh, If you want to find me, I am your host, Jim Search. You can go to jimsearchcomedy.com. You can go on all the social media, find me at Jim Search. I make it easy for you. Uh, if you want to email the show, you can do that, uh, openbartalk at gmail.com. Uh, you know, shoot us a line. Uh, we appreciate uh, all the fans that come in and write. And, you know, if you want to find this show, it is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. That's right. Uh, we make that uh, very accessible to you. Now... Without uh, much further, uh, without any further ado, uh, I want to introduce a uh, guest I have on for this episode. A uh, very good friend of mine. Uh, in fact, I feel like you are in the running for the most appearances at Jim Jam Studios for podcasting. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a. It, this is a very. Wow. It's huge. Not a lot of people, man. I mean, it, wow. I, I was going to say. Jeez. I feel like this is like uh, the. F- fifth podcast maybe i'm happy i have my voice this time though yeah yeah i mean when you were on uh the last show uh the shut it down uh podcast you were a little bit yeah that was but you soldiered through man and you know we appreciate you for that but you are at a hundred percent for open bar talk and for that we appreciate and you know very funny dude uh you know he's gonna he's got some really great stories i'm excited to hear about him kevin flood everybody thank you jam k flood in the house uh how's life treating you sir it's good. I will say, uh, yeah, I guess I'm here to talk about uh, what it was like to be a bartender. I mean, I should say that I haven't bartended in two years. Yeah, well, Maybe three years. Two, three years. You've been but, I, but I did bartend for 20 years. I was going to ask you how long you've been in the <laughs> yeah. game. 20 years. Yeah. Oh, on and off. You know, I think most bartenders will, will do it on and off. There's not a, a certain type of there's – a, there's certain types of bartenders in New York. New York is special because there's – certain types of bartenders and a lot of times the second job or something that people don't want to do. Sure. Sure. Like it's not a, uh, like, uh, I went to bartending school. I mean, uh, some people are, but you know, some people take it very serious and that's why it's a problem when you work with somebody like me. Because (laughs) I just wanted to have fun and not do any of that. Yeah. And and not do it. Well, uh, let let me ask you, how did you, uh, get into the world of bartending? What? I got into bartending uh, in college, like I would say most people, you know, do. Uh, but I guess you could say f- the officially, officially, I started uh, probably after bouncing because I bounced as well. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, but you know, so I guess you know, just being in the bars that way. Mm-hmm. I had a fake ID very, very young too, like. Very, very young. Like, How old? I was like maybe like 15 and my ID said I was 21. But it worked out because I got it. I got it. actually got it from the DMV because back then you could just get them laminated. So I just took my brother-in-law's birth certificate and just went to the DMV and said, hey, I'm, uh, you know, 
you know, Paul, whatever. And uh, they're like, okay, here you go. Bang. Wow. Yeah. That's fucking great, man. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I support underage drinking. Fuck it. Uh, so, so you, uh, so you started bartending in college, right? Uh, presumably yeah. dive bar situation. Yeah. You know, like I went to uh, a school in the Bronx, so there wasn't like, you know, sprawling like frat houses and shit like that. So, right. you know, you basically got your shit done at the bar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, kind of uh, cut your uh, um, uh, cut your teeth there, yep. and then uh, from there, uh, after you graduated, you continued to bartend. Yeah. So after graduating, I, I kind of I bounced a little bit, and then when I'm you know officially moved into Manhattan, that's when I started you know as a second job, a second source of income. I started bartending, uh, and I had bartended at like a few. Uh, little dive bars here and there, right. placed in the Upper East Side, uh, and then landed at, basically landed at a comedy club. After mm-hmm. I worked at, like, and I worked in clubs and stuff, my first official, like, long-term bartending job was at a comedy club. Right on, right on. Um, and then, uh, so you worked at the comedy club uh, bartending, and yeah. then after that, you went into nightclubs? You I after that, I went into a, a few nightclubs, and then I ended up uh, bartending. I don't know. Am I supposed to say the names of places? I mean, I don't want to say certain names because but, I can. Hey, look! Uh, yeah. If you need to, if you need to redact worked, these, you also can. then after the comedy club, I ended up, uh, and then I, I think after the comedy club, I think what happened was I uh, didn't bartend for like another two years because live it was on and off, but you know, a good part of my life, and uh, uh, then I, I went into like this really fancy downtown restaurant uh that was like a nightclub and Mm -hmm. uh from there like i was there for like maybe another two and a half years and then i went to like official like nightclub like we're at the end of my career which is like now you're supposed to do my end of my bartending career i kind of was like the older guy yeah i was gonna say it's you kind of moved in reverse normally like you have like the young kid who's working on the bar i mean uh, i worked at all them so i was one and then i worked with them all and it's like you know when you go to the nightclubs it's a different world. Oh yeah, and uh, like your restaurants and restaurants are. I can't. I couldn't tell you. You know, I would imagine for me, restaurant bartending was the worst because you're doing food and booze, and there's always like specialty cocktails that just suck. Right, and take like fucking seven minutes to make because yeah, like... and like most of the times, like what people don't realize that most of the times you don't have half the shit, and like you know, mm-hmm. like whoever whoever closed the night before fucked something up. So you know, if you opened. You know, plus everybody's drunk the entire time. So. <laughs> Which uh, sounds like a very interesting story. And uh, speaking of stories, uh, yeah. I'm sure you have a couple uh, that we'd love uh, love to hear from. Uh, so you know, start us out. Like, well, what what is some of the what are some of the more memorable moments uh, from being behind the stick? So um, it's you know, okay. So I could tell you one of this one time. I was uh, working at a comedy club, and th- you know, when I was working at this comedy club, which I won't mention, uh, you know, it was a, it was a pretty big headliner club, and it, it they would just moved into like a really big space, and um, I basically, you know, at the end of the night, uh, we would we would just shut the doors down and just get drunk for like hours, and we would do it till the sun came up, and a lot of a lot of the places in New York, what what their what the security teams are, security teams are. Uh, mostly like X NYPD or moonlighting, you know, NYPD. Sure. Because they're just safer to have. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to get, jumps off, 
Some, well, some jumps off, but like, yeah, if, if, if the cops ever get called and there's New York City cops roll in and like, you know, they see an ex-sergeant or something, you know, it's just better. But like anybody else, you know, they could fall off too. Like, you know, especially during security and like this dude, bro, he would like, he, he would like literally just come into work and just fucking fall asleep in the back. Like he was our security, <laughs> but he didn't do anything. He, he did nothing. And he would carry like a gun, like on his hip, like not, and like, not like holstered. Like he had it. Like, like in his pocket? Like no, like in his waistband, like <laughs> in his fat roll. Just 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 sitting there. Yo, that's wildly dangerous yeah. to carry a gun like that, by the way. Oh yeah, and like but he wasn't allowed to it's not like he was allowed to have it. There's no security guard in the air that's allowed to have a gun. No, you know? but he, no. You know, he just thought he was hot shit, whatever. I think his dad was, you know, really, really he, he was retired, but his father was old and his he was his father was even more high up on the uh I think his father actually has a podcast about this, but he's like, it was a chief of police or something like that. But, uh, so we, so we, like, anyway, when I say like we would get drunk after, like the head, a lot of times the headliner, you know, would stay after and, uh, you know, uh, the managers, the, the senior, you know, uh, wait staff and things like that. We would, certain people had to pass, you know, mm-hmm. some people had to go, but you know, some people could stay and we would just sit there and get drunk until like. Like five, six in the morning, and one day that that uh, sleepy security guard, sleepy security, he he was terrifying, but like he was also just like just a just an asshole, and uh, I was doing my my checkout, my my like cash out at the back, and uh, he, he he came up to me and pulled his gun out and pointed it at my nuts. What the fuck? <laughs> and he was like, "You better get that fucking money right." And I was like, like shivering, like almost pissed myself. And then he pulled it back and started laughing. What the fuck? And then you know we got we proceeded to get drunk. And then he took me home. This is after car- he pointed a gun yeah, at your balls. Yeah, we got drunk after that. He took me home and we like we like pinballed down Second Avenue. I was living in the East Village at the time. And we like pinballed down Second Avenue, hitting car after car, blowing red lights. It was like six in the morning. Mm-hmm. He drops me off. I'm like, you know, f- thankful for my life. Go to sleep, wake up next day, come and find out. This dude like snapped his car in half in the LIE. Whoa. Went into like a major. But the whole time, he remained working at this club. Like, <laughs> and he got addicted to like pills and shit. Jesus Christ, um, man. Yeah, that was the. Those, the, I mean, just just like the, just like the, you know the 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 the, the goal of this guy to act like that and to pull well, his freaking gun out. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, and the fact that like, I mean, did you tell like management like, hey, uh, I just had a gun pulled out of my balls? No, because you know, like, because it was only like, I mean, he, the, the management was there drinking with us. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, they saw it, presumably. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they, I just don't think that's something that you do to somebody. But he was hammered. Like he would. They were once you started getting like drunk after work, and then people start drinking like during hours. Once that starts happening, it just gets more and more and more. <laughs> so so that so you so you leave the club right, and you're driving home, and he's bouncing off cars right. Not stopping. Yeah, pinballing down Second Avenue, like hitting, like he we hit like six cars. Jesus Christ! And he what is he even, saying? Like, is he? He was slurring, and I was completely, you know, it was like six in the morning. It was like, a, yeah, it was like a Wednesday. I had to be at work at my office job the next morning. Oh, Jesus! Yeah. Um, but that's not even, you know, 
I've had many run-ins like that. Like everybody has those late night, you know, early morning things after hours, especially when you work in New York because everything's open so late. For sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now, so that was a uh, uh, gun pulled on uh, your crotch mm. and a DWI. Uh, I can't even say a DWI because you have to be caught. He di- well, he got DWI. He probably got DWI, but he came in like the next week in like a cast. I was like, <sighs> Jesus. Man. It was sad. That's a that's a different life to live, man. Oh, yeah. So now, well, let me ask you. Uh, so that's a comedy club. What are some What are some stories from? Uh, like- yeah. So I used to work. Uh, I used to live in. Um, this is crazy, but I used to live in the Bronx um, on like 188th and like Hughes, which is like in the Fordham section. And there's some bars over there that a lot of the college kids go to. Right. And. Uh, I was super young. I was like, I think I was like 22 and, um, I was working the door, but I was also bartending, uh, the same night. Okay. So in the early part of the day, I would work the door. And then once we got busy, I would go bartend and we would, you know, put somebody else at the door. So, uh, you know, you're young. You have no clue what you're doing when you start like bartending in a place that you've like, I I had never even lived over there before. Like this is my first year, like my third year living there, but I had never even, it was like a new bar. And that area is like notorious for like, it's, it's like, there's like all Italian and then one block, it's like all Albanian. And then the next block, it's like all Dominican. Like it's such a jumbled area. Right. And And uh, the bar was in the middle of all this. Yeah. the, The bar is like right in the middle across from a park next to a funeral home. And I was I was working a door for like the first four hours, and I swear to God to you, I did not card one person <laughs> to get into this bar because I just like you know whatever, it. like it was like girls whatever I would just like I was just I started drinking at the door like <laughs> I was shit bagged. <laughs> uh, I will say that you know I was probably I was probably an, probably an, I was probably not the best bartender for an owner. Like I'm sure this isn't going to be put in my resume, but. I think every you know I was a, uh, a, a, a an employee's bartender, right? Better right. than I was for the uh, I was just for the staff than I was for the customers. But so I had let everybody into this bar, and like four hours went by, and I went back to bartend. Okay, I don't even think we had anybody at the door. And I would say like I I left I had even like I was even like I had even left the bar to like go dance on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> like I stopped. <laughs> I stopped working. Like, I, I was like, I don't care. And I was like, basically, like those people that you see in the beginning of like uh, Bar Rescue. <laughs> yeah. like, we got to get these people out of here. Like, this guy yeah. needs to be fired. So, I guess uh, I saw this at, th- at this point, right? I saw this guy. Now, are you on the floor or are you behind the bar when you see this guy? I am on the floor okay. dancing. Okay. <laughs> Like we had no, like there was, dude, I don't know why, but I swear to God, dude, there was no manager there. Like, like it it was just like, I was 21. I was probably the oldest one working there. (laughs) So all of a sudden I I look up and I see this guy that is clearly like older, like not, you know, man, it's like white dude with like a mustache. So I, and like, I, I kind of, I'm walking over, I'm making my way through the bar to walk over to him. And I see him, like, checking people's IDs. Oh, and I'm like, uh, excuse me. I'm like, uh, what's going on here? And he goes, uh, who's working the door here? And I go, I am. Why? And he goes, well, you're not doing a very good job. And he pulled out his badge. Oh, shit. 
And I've, you know, they turned the lights up, kicked the whole plate. So they kicked the entire bar out. As they were kicking everybody out, they were IDing everybody. <gasps> this was like maybe 11 o'clock at night. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so the bar was going to like shut down like three hours early because they were shutting the bar down. Right. So I didn't honestly do like, I didn't even know the owner of the bar. Like, I didn't know who the owner was. I, I just know I had a key and I know the manager was like some older, like some, some dude in his thirties that like some Italian guy right. know, from, from the neighborhood. So, uh, I just, I like shut the bar down, locked it up and went home and I was like, ah, that's brutal. Like they just shopped the whole place. So, <laughs> so the guy, so when I guess I'm assuming the cops, right. Or yeah, it was the cops. The, yeah. The they cops shut the whole place in. down. What was the manager wasn't there when this all happened? No. So, what was the next day like? So, what happened was I so said, now, like I said, you know, I was living, I was living maybe two blocks away. Right. I woke up next morning and my phone was ringing, and it was the manager, and he said, "Hey, I need you to go to the bar today." It was like, you know, I don't know, it had been like ten o'clock in the morning, eleven o'clock in the morning, and he's like, "I need you to go to the bar today." And uh, wait in front of it at one o'clock. I'm like, I'm like, no other details. <laughs> That's it. I was like, shit. I was like, oh. I was like, I don't want to do this. I'm like, oh. I was like, so I had, like had a friend that worked there. I was like, yo, I'm like, what do you think's gonna happen? He's like, I don't know. So uh, I go to the bar. I was like, I remember it was like a little rainy that day. I remember I was like waiting in front of the bar, like under the overhang. And it was like a fucking movie. Like a big ass Cadillac rolls up. Like big ass Cadillac rolls up. Two guys get out with umbrellas. Like big ass, like monster Italian guys. And uh, they walk right up to me and I shit my pants. And oh like, my god! They're like, uh, "Are you the one? Uh, were you the one working here last night?" I was like, "Yeah." Shit! I'm like, "They're like, uh, go inside." <laughs> and I and they I went inside. You must have been like, "This is it." That, well, I, I, I don't. I, I was definitely well. I can tell you that they took me. We the bar was very small, and uh, they took me to the back of the keg room, sat me on a keg, and basically, you know, slapped me around. <gasps> nothing crazy, crazy. But what do you mean, nothing crazy? Crazy the head, you know. That's fucking. If, cra- if it ever happens again, I kept my job. I kept my job. How? Oh my god! All right. I kept my job. I I still work there. Uh, why? What? Like I, feel, I don't know. At that point, I feel like I owed them. <laughs> like, good. oh my god! At that point, I ID everybody. Holy shit! But it was like slapping the face right in front of like. Actually, it's funny because I think the bar was opening up, and my friend that worked there at the time, I think he was coming in, and I got slapped in the face outside, and then put inside and slapped around. Oh my god! You got. I probably lost them. Like they got shut down for like three weeks. Yo. Yeah. You're lucky you're alive, I man. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So these two guys get out, right? And yeah. like I'm cuz I'm in, I'm picturing like like suits, like long coats. Yeah, like like envisioning like mafioso yeah. like yeah. Suit. Oh, they 100% were. They yeah. owned the, they they were like they owned a few businesses around there, but like they weren't, you know. It, I never saw those guys again. Oh but, my god. Yeah. Wow. That was so, crazy. So what all right, so then what was like what were there any like parting words? Uh Basically, it was like, you know, if you ever do that again, you know, you know, like, he's like, you know, don't ever let that happen again. They didn't, they, they didn't threaten me. Like, I don't think they threatened to kill me, but they definitely like, and you know, at that time I was like, you know, I was big too. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They beat me around like a bitch. You're a big dude, man. They beat me around like a bitch. Wow. Fuck, man. That's great. Yeah, look, I, Kevin, I've known you for a long time, man, and I, woof, Jesus, I, I kind of look at you in your eyes. Uh, so, so that, so after that, right, everyone's ID'd, right? I, I ID'd everybody after that because, you know, we got taken down for a few weeks. weeks. For a few, yeah, I mean, that's money out of the pocket, right? Um, so, all right, so that's, so that's the, uh, uh, I guess the dive bar situation scene. What, what do you have in terms of the life and times at the nightclub world? Like that's, so, that's, that's, cause that's a different animal, right? Yeah. Like that's, so, you know, again, like I worked in, cl- I've sporadically worked at clubs, you know, over the course of, you know, 15, 20 years, probably. Mm-hmm. I tried to stay away from them just because. It's not like it's so honestly not to sound like an old fart, but like it's so loud and like you're counting money at like seven in the morning. Yeah. Like you're shit. And everybody thinks everybody thinks that like, you know, oh, you don't start work until, you know, 5 p.m. Like you have the whole day. It's like, no, you don't have the whole day because you are waking up at like two and then you're going to order food and then you're going to put your dirty clothes, black clothes back on and go back to this job. But... Um, one of the, and I, you know, I don't know if I've ever told this story before, but to you, but, uh, one of the craziest stories was, um, we, I was working at this club and, um, trying to, trying to say it so it doesn't, you know, come across wrong, but I was working at this club and it was like, hmm, maybe like midnight. Now, when you work at like really, really big ass fucking clubs, like clubs that have a massive staff, like you are, we were in a rotation. Like sometimes you'd have a 30 minute break at like one in the morning. Sure. So, but what's crazy is these, these young kids, <laughs> young whippersnappers, they're so crazy is like, we would go on our break and I, sometimes I'd tag along, but we go on our break and go to the bar. Like down, like leave the facility and go to a bar down the block, and right. tank like you know, and the and the bar would have like a secret server, secret bartender menu for us. We'd like sure. a, a beer for like six bucks, and we would sit there and rip beers, and then go back to work. Go back to work. Right. So uh, one of the t- one of the nights it was like one in the morning, and we were gonna get some marijuanas. Okay. Okay. And uh, the thing about it was was like. You know, this was back when, like, there were, well, it wasn't like you couldn't, like, text. I guess you could. I'm not sure if it was texting. It was around. But, uh, like, uh, you would call. They would call you back. It was like a okay. service, like a phone service. Right, right, right. And we call for a weed. And it was raining outside. So, uh, but the thing about this weed service was is that you didn't know. It was such a big, big company that you didn't know. Who was who was going to be driving up to the car? Okay, so I go out and like I'm just waiting out there, and a the guy goes, "Yeah, I'm out there." He's out there, or whatever. I was like, "All right." I go down there and I look up, and uh, the light, like, like it's like a really rudimentary, like it's like you know, kind of like you don't know who it is, but like they flash lights. So I popped up, I head in there, I get in the car, and uh, I'm like, "Yeah," I'm like, I was honestly getting like. 40 or 50 bucks a weed. Like it was nothing like right. was. And as soon as I go to grab my money, Oh, a brick hits my lap. And I'm what? like, 
I'm like, uh, like it was like a duct taped, like, you know, brick, like, you know, like it was clearly a brick or something. Right. And, um, I was like, uh, yeah, uh, I just wanted like a 20, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Of, of weed. <laughs> and at that point he grabbed my arm and then on his, um, on his, uh, lap was a gun. And then two hands grabbed me from the back. Holy shit. And from two hands in the back seat. And he's like, you fucking wait right there. And my fucking life. It was like raining my life like flash from my eyes. And uh, uh, he gets on the phone and he's speaking like he's speaking Spanish to this other person. And uh, they give me the phone. And I'm like freaking out because like, I'm like what the fuck is going on? Right. Yeah. This is not and, uh, part of the game. Uh, he gives me the phone. He goes, talk to him. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, talk to who? I'm like, yeah. I don't know who, who am I talking to? Is this to? like the head, like the king dude? Yeah. I was like, yeah, hello. And he's like, who are you? And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm Kevin. I'm like, I've called you guys, you know, for weed a million times. I'm like, just like, not a big deal. Like, I've called you guys a bunch of times. Like, I'm like one of the guys that works at the bar, at the, at the club. Yeah. He goes... Give him the phone back. So I'm like, here, he hears the phone. And I'm like, fuck. Like, I yeah. Don't know what the fuck do. This is it. So this is as, also could be it. So as he's back on the phone with this guy. Now, this has been like a minute and a half, two minutes of like the longest like time ever. Like it was the longest two minutes of my life. As he's on the phone with the guy, like, I don't know what they're saying. Uh, you know, it might have been Arabic or something. I, I don't remember what, what language it was. Um, I get a knock on the uh, like. I'm, it's so tense in there. Yeah, you know, because I have my my, yeah. my well, hands on my shoulder. I was going to ask, are they still like yeah, they're still got, holding you? Yeah, uh, I don't know, but but it was t- it, like I couldn't get out of that car fast enough, and um, it was like quiet. And he's looking on the phone, and all of a sudden. It was like a boom, 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 a knock on the window. And I like jumped. And it was just like white dude with like curly hair and like a three-piece pinstripe suit. He's like, can I get in, guys? It's pouring outside. And, and that's it, registers, it registers to me that that's clearly the guy, clearly that's the who guy they're buying waiting for. however many tens of thousands of dollars worth of heroin or wherever the frick it was for the weekend in the Hamptons. So wow. I look up and he knocks on the door. He says that. And I look back at the dude to the left of me and he goes... He calls me the N-word, but I want to say it. And he goes, N-word, you were in the wrong car. I'm like, you are right, sir. Gentlemen, have a good day. I will get out of here. And I got out of the car, like ran under an awning. And like a guy, the weed service guy that I recognized, like, bah, bah. he's like, yo. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I got into a, the wrong drug deal car. Oh, my God. And... Went in there and got like went into the, the real weed guys. He's like, "Yeah, bro, where have you been?" He's like, "I've been waiting." I'm like, "I'm so sorry, man. I just, I almost died." Yeah, was, was, yeah. He's was, like, "Yeah, great. Just give me the fifty bucks." <laughs> Holy shit, man! That is, and that's kind of life down in the you know down in that meatpacking area where like there's all kinds of shady shit going on all the time. <sighs> I mean, then, we, we would go out forever. And then I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you go back to work completely on edge. Oh, I was like, freaking just out! Fucking, I was, wired. I was shivering because like. I had never been, like, maybe a few tight spots, but that was, like, the, like, I was, like, what the fuck? And I'm, like, what are the chances? What are the chances that I would of, get into the wrong car? Of 
Not only the Probably wrong pretty car. pretty good meatpacking district. Yeah. But not only the wrong car, but the wrong car that's for drugs. Like, that's the... Oof. Yeah. 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 I mean, God, that's uh, – but, you know, again, that you're in that nightclub area and you're going to – Yeah. I mean, I honestly do not like – I think it really is, you know, working those late nights is brutal. On your Man. feet the whole time. And, I mean, you're – you know, you've got just irate – potentially irate, obnoxious customer, that sort of situation. Bachelorette oh, yeah. parties. I mean, like, the, some places you work, the more expensive the place you work is, at the worse the customers will be. Because they expect... Example. They expect shit. Well, I mean, there's been times where, like, you know, like, uh, like you know, either, like, somebody from, like, Europe or some shit would come in and, like, freak out over how much it was and, like, not tip or... You would treat somebody great all night, like a group of people, and they would get so drunk, and then at the end they would just be like, you know, like uh, completely lie, like you know, we 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 didn't get treated good and all that shit. Um, people like uh, like uh, people that run a tab, like um, you know, like especially in the meatpacking district, you have like like it's, it's really like one or two type of people. These dudes, these like business guys that just douchebag it up, you know what I mean? Sure, yeah, yeah. And they get slurry, and you try to cut them off, and they start like you know becoming the worst people on the planet, <laughs> saying shit and like. But that's another thing. It's like you know, people always. One time, I freaking uh, I bartended for Ray Liotta, and he was sheets, dude, to the wind. Like he was with some like seventeen or eighteen year old girl no like shit. model and he was just like walked up to the bar. This is older Ray Liotta? Yeah, this was like five years ago. Five years ago. Okay, yeah. got it. I mean I've bartended for a lot of people. I've bartended for John Legend, Chrissy Teigen, but Ray Liotta, like and then like, you know, a slew of like comedians obviously. But uh Ray Liotta dude that one time he was just like one time I bartended with Ja Rule. He used to come all, all the time. And so, so wait. Well, I do want to hear about bartending with Jarrell because yeah. that's fucking hilarious. In and of itself. <laughs> yeah. You could have left the story there. I'm like, perfect. So, so Ray Liotta's in there. He sheets to the So, wind. he comes in like it was a rooftop. I was working on a rooftop bar in a meatpacking district. And he walks in. It's like his face is like beet red. Like his face was as red as the red wine he was drinking. And he was just like completely detached from this girl and like had his hands on his head and he was just staring into space, shit hammer wasted, <laughs> like fucking wasted. Like he didn't move. People were coming up to him. He didn't even say anything to him. And I just kept giving him red wines and he would just like throw hundreds in the bar. Oh my God. That's great. Yeah. And the girl what was the, the girl the was girl just was like, I honestly don't remember if she spoke English or where she was from, but you see that in the meatpacking district. That's like a, that's like a regular couple. Like you see, like some like old ass rich dude with some like twenty, like super young. young. Yeah, like yeah. You always twenty two year old you or something see that, like that. Yeah. That's so, like a standard. That's funny, man. So so you so you were bartending with Ja Rule. I was, but yeah. Please elaborate on. I that. I was working at a again. I was working at a rooftop in uh, in the city in downtown and. He like the th- we would do a we, the worst uh, we would do I would work the worst service ever. Now is this uh, pre or post fire festival? This is pre, probably this is a this few is... years pre before and before he got into taxes and right right, right. Like that, uh, CPA work and all that stuff he does now. But uh, <laughs> go on. Yeah, basically, basically, you know, he he loved the uh, brunch spot that we did, and like honestly, like sometimes somebody just comes in and like 
I wouldn't know, like, to charge Ja Rule. Like, somebody walks in, you're like, do I charge him? Right. Like, I right. don't know. Like, I'd rather not get into an argument. I mean, I'd probably charge him now. Post-Fire Festival Ja, <laughs> I'd probably charge him. <laughs> pre-Fire Festival Ja, no. But, so, and then he just got so comfortable because he would there, come there all the fucking time. Right. And probably because we were giving him free drinks. And, like, this was one, like, I've worked at this place twice over the course of a few years, and this is the first time, and like the first time, it was like this place was a wild, wild house. I'll say it was STK and me packing, and it was like it was like them. Everybody from the top down was drunk all the time. The chefs, the cooks, <laughs> like I would walk in and just. But anyway, so when I tell you that, like there would be people behind the bar, like like going crazy bartending, like. Spraying champagne and stuff. So one one day he just got comfortable enough and just came back, and we were just like bartending with him. And he was bartending like he was behind. He the was bar. like you know he didn't know but how like, to, he didn't know how to bartend. Sure, but, I was gonna yeah. say, but like was he like cocktail and like no, layer pouring no. and shit like that? No, I think you know, yeah, no, he wasn't doing that. Was he? Uh, I mean, like so how honestly how was he as a bartender? Like do you? His poor. He didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know. No, what he was doing. and he 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 drank like um, he used to like. <laughs> Like the, like the sangria that we did there. I remember. It's all he drank was the sangria. Just drank the same red or white. It was, it was like a rose sangria. Oh, Sprite. So you got it. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh that's a that's a hangover and a half. Yeah. Now, like we're so like, I guess in a place like this, it's interesting because it's like everyone. It seems like a scenester place, right? Like everyone wants to be seen at this bar or at this Pretty club. Much. And Ja Rule is there. Does he still have the star power of like, oh my God, Ja Rule's been on the bar? Or is this like. Well, I know for like that summer, he was a fixture down there in the meatpacking. But like those places, you'll, you'll see, you'll see some, some celebrities from time to time. Gotcha. Like, uh, but, uh, you know, this, again, pre, pre fire festival. Yeah, pre. He, he, uh, he, uh, he, he certainly, like, you know, he certainly had, he, I think he was enjoying, like, he would get attention and people want to take pictures of him. Of course, yeah. you know, you want to take a picture of him. Yeah. And he's, now he was, well, wait, was he, like, jacked? I mean, this. He was pretty jacked up, I think. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's a, a small dude. But he's big. Is. Like, he, I mean, now he's, like, a bigger But I will dude. say this. He was always very nice. He was always very nice. Nice guy? Yeah. There's some, you know, like, one time Mark Curry in, in, completely destroyed me in front of his family. But, oh, you know, that, he was great. It was still fun. He made me do stand up in front of his entire family. Oh no, that's yeah. not fun. They're all yeah. It was it was it was difficult. It uh, has there so has there been like like those customers that have like gone off the rails and completely destroyed you and been like uh, I've never gotten well. I've gotten into fights like I've come, came across the bar a few times, but only to stop fight. Okay, got it. Tell I've never like. Like I remember one time on 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 this on this one bar, I had to. Uh, I have I've had to cut a few people off, and it's usually pretty easy to cut somebody off. It was it's always I mean, it's been for me, but you know, uh, uh, one time you know, I, I could remember this guy from Australia just wasn't having it. Wasn't it? Was this at a club? Was this was at a club. He he. It, it was, we were closing down. Like it wasn't even. So this is like three, four in the morning. Pretty much, yeah. But he was just like, it was like out of like out of a movie. Like, drink, you know, you suck. Uh, I make more than you do. Uh, right. Night in a year of all that crap, and uh, I did threaten him. 
I will say that. <laughs> I did threaten him. I threatened, uh, threatened bodily harm. And uh, he walked away. But, I, but and I, this is a true story, he was so mad at me that he stiffed the... Like is his boy was is his boy was equally as hammered. They must have had a very expensive tab, and I saw the waiter waitress walking out yelling at them, and he stiffed them on the uh, on the tab because of our fight. So I had to take money out of my oh no, I took money out of my tips and gave it to the you know I covered the tip, but I made sure to go back outside and uh, let him know. Let the let the guy know yeah, that he was yeah. a fucking scumbag. Yeah. For but most of the times, your manager, if your manager sees that, you're gonna be mad at you. That you got in a fight with him. You never, yeah. Especially if it's like a really expensive place. Managers, you know, they're yeah. Customers, they side with the customer first. It yeah. sounds like yeah, because most people that you know, most people that work in places like that are psycho. Like. Yeah. They're not well adjusted. I was gonna say this isn't. Uh, we're not dealing with a bunch of accountants here, right? No, that's no. that's not that's not what that. That's there's a few like there's always like one or two people that are like have a kid or something or a clean cot and they're like, you know, clean their shit up. Like they're still sober at the end of the night and all that stuff. But not at those clubs when you're working with like, tw- like nineteen, twenty, twenty one year old like models. Yeah, there's they're, they get. And like it's pitch black, and the music is so loud, you literally cannot hear. And every beer is like fourteen bucks, and like around the drinks is like a hundred plus. Like they don't even, they don't even like you get used to it, but they're hammered. Everybody's hammered. Everyone's just fucking yeah. lit up. Yeah. Oof. Oof. So what would you, so which do you prefer? Like obviously not now. Like since you have since retired from the game, but like I well I hope. I don't know. <laughs> it, there's, I, I may hope. have to go back. If you know, it's always good to. I always fall back on it. That's why it's been on and off. Right, right, right. I don't think most people look out to do it for a whole career. I think there is. It, it, I will say this. I want to say that it is noble career, and, it, it, and there is professional bartenders that are phenomenal at what they do. Mm-hmm. I just never wanted to be one of those. So I was always a good way to make money for me. So I di- also didn't take it that that seriously. But I respect people that do. That are in the that are in the game for yeah, real, for sure. Which so which I mean, obviously. All right, so money aside, right? Because yeah. like, obviously, you're gonna make more in a nightclub than you would in a regular bar, right? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, depending, but yeah, most likely on a weekend, yeah, <laughs> yeah. W- what uh, so which which do you ra- which would you rather work in? Would you do you like the right? Well, I can tell you my ideal bar tending situation. Okay, which would be well, I would rather work first of all. I'd rather work in the bar. Okay. I could tell you that right off the bat because – but, yeah, yeah. I'd rather work in a bar because it will be better hours and it will be a friendlier environment. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll probably yeah. get a, a, at least a semi-decent conversation. Yeah. But, like, uh, to, you know, if it was, like, a sports bar, someplace that was just, like, snapping beers and pouring vodka sodas, like, two-part drinks and things like that, pouring shots and, you know, in plastic, you know, shot glasses. Have you worked sport, sports bars? I've worked – I think I've worked, like – like a few nights um, at um, a, like a place in the Upper West Side, Brother Jimmy's was like. Oh a, yeah, 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 yeah. I worked at that. Like I worked at like one or two shifts, and then like you know, so many places places you work out, and then they just don't go. Gotcha, gotcha. But you'd so much rather be on the the regular, like the normal bar scene. Though. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I, I definitely, yeah, I would definitely rather be a normal bartender in a in a, in a dive bar or like a cool bar for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. 
All right. Well, you know, uh, thank you for uh, bringing uh, bringing these uh, tales of ooh, uh, Cadillacs and uh, <laughs> deals and uh, no problem, n- nightclub uh, nightclub nonsense. Uh, nightclub nonsense occurring. My pleasure. Uh, so now we are. Uh, so we're into our second segment, right? Our next segment, oh, okay. which is uh, questions for the bartender. All right. Now, uh, these are five questions uh, we ask uh, our guests. Uh, just get, you know, kind of like our personality type questions uh, sure. to see where your world is sure. as a bartender. Um, so I will give you our first question, which is, what is a myth people have about being a bartender? What's One myth, I would say this, for me, the, the biggest myth is people are, people think you have to know a lot of drinks to be a, a good to be a bartender and i think people uh people are always scared to bartend because they're they don't know what's in certain drinks or they don't know what ingredients are i think that's a myth i think the the biggest thing is like bartending is moving your hands and knowing where the bottles are as opposed to like what's in a cocktail mm-hmm. uh like okay. drink knowledge i don't think is i think a big myth is that drink knowledge is, is super important and like if you don't know if you don't know a drink like just fucking ask somebody like, this just make that happen yeah. okay so, you know, pulling back the curtain that there is, you don't have to have an encyclopedia in your brain to, yeah. to make that I, I, Yeah, I would say, because I mean, I, I don't think I, I knew like a mat. I, I, I never once opened a cocktail, a book of cocktails and studied it. And like, you don't, and, I, and also I would say like, in addition to that, you don't need to go to bartending school to be a bartender. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but you don't need to do that. And not in New York City. Like, not, yeah. Not. So that is a uh, don't uh, stay out of school, kids. Uh, <laughs> drop out. Yeah. Uh, so uh, second question, uh, what is the biggest tip you've ever received as a bartender? Um, Cash a per- or? Personal, a personal tip. The, 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 the most I ever got was uh, from this one guy. He was uh, uh, – he had um, – a pinch, a blue pinstripe suit. He was probably in his late sixties to mid, like mid to maybe mid seventies. Okay. And he had three young models with him, and there's, <laughs> and it was very strange, uh, very strange because he ordered about I would say seven drinks, and for himself or he, for- or, the thing is the girl. This is the weird thing. The girls weren't drinking. They were having like cranberry juice and like water, and he was drinking uh, vodka tonics, I think, or vodka soda. So easily, honestly, one of the easiest drink orders, sure, that, right? You know, all together. I mean, two whatever. And every time I'd give him, so I gave him, um, I gave him his first round, and he gave me a hundred. He gave me hundred. It was like a, you know, it might have been like a twelve dollar thing. He gave me a hundred bucks. He said, "Cheers." And I said, "Wow, that's awesome." And then he and then he ordered another vodka vodka tonic and they didn't need new drinks and he gave me hundred. I said, Oh, uh You just okay. And then the next time he just said, Here you go, here's a hundred. And I said, It's on me, dude, you're good. He goes, Nope, just take it, take it. I'm like, Okay. And that went on like three more times. He gave me like seven hundred bucks Whoa. for something like seven vodka sodas and three cranberry juices. God damn and so like not in not even blinking, right? Just he did not blink. He just he just handed it. He was this. He was like he, uh, he almost kind of looked like Chip Bayless. <laughs> and uh, he uh, he he had like just, you know he just you know just uh, just flip out and go here you go like very soft spoken and just here you go. And I was like 
I was looking around like, what the fuck is happening? And the girls didn't even like. They the, didn't even look at me. The, <laughs> they were they were they yeah, weren't interested. They, yeah, they, were. they knew where, they knew where the attention lies. Yeah. So all right, so seven hundred dollars, roughly in that area for that just area. like for just like, and I and I, I didn't even charge them for the rest of the drinks. I just put all the money in my pocket. I was gonna say I think you could probably just uh, uh, live off of that. Uh, so all right, so question number three: mm. what What's your pet peeve of a customer? What's the main thing? Uh, a pet peeve, a big pet peeve with me would be like the responsibility a customer has to be ready with their drink order and the lack thereof. So mm. if you're in a, if you're, I worked in the places that I've, that I've been discussing, I happen to work at a very high volume places. Like I never worked at like a slow moving type of, but I mean, maybe like one or two little cocktail bars, but, uh, Basically, like, or most places I was talking about were just, like, real fast-paced. Like, you had to be – you would get eaten alive if you weren't fast. Right. And a lot of times you're slammed, and the person that you're going to order their drink from, the customer, who's been looking at you going crazy for the last five minutes before you got to them, goes, what, what's good? <gasps> or, like, they're not, they're not ready they're not ready with their order. Go. So it's like if you're going to – be in a busy place and you're stepping up to the bar, get ready to have, before you step up to that bar, get ready to have your fucking drink, order, menu, whatever, fired off so you can be like boom, boom, boom. Which I would imagine, yeah, obviously at a dive bar, sure, you can recommend like, but at a nightclub. Yeah, if it's a slow, you have to be respectful for like, yeah, like what, what you're, like if it's like. Yeah, like if it's like a tiny little, if you're like a diner and the, the you know, the, the guy's like, you know, yeah, just. <laughs> Give me a beer whenever you get a chance. No rush, but uh, or you know, if you're like, if you walk up to a, like a co- like a super nice cocktail bar and like you're about to have a really nice dinner and it's like, I mean, I see the menu, but if it's slammed, yeah, get a order ready, get tightened up, folks. Yeah. Is what was is what kept saying here. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, question four. Okay, if you owned your own bar, what would you name it? Well, I do have I do have a a name. Uh, I would name so I have uh, I have a a love for Long Beach Island, New Jersey, which is I don't want to call it down. It is down the shore, okay. but I hate to use the word Jersey Shore because everybody thinks of the Jersey Shore as that one mile that's a dump. Sure, that Long Beach Island is a very pretty, nice place. Fish nets and the walls and restaurants and shit, crabbing and everything closes at seven. Tandem bicycles and ice cream shops and all that shit. But a lot, everybody in Jersey says down the shore, you know, I'm going down the shore. 90, but I would say, you know, a large majority of the vacations for people that live up north in Jersey are going to the beach down the shore. Okay. So I would call, and like, you know, we don't eat that way, you know, and like it's a style of eating, like clams, you eat shellfish, you know, things like that, and uh, ice cream, all that crap. And I would just have a place called Up the Shore, up north. Up the Shore. Yeah, there's a shell, shellfish, you know, oysters, steak, uh, bar type place. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like the vibes. Yep. All right. Final, uh, final question. What is your favorite drink? Not to make, but to have. What is the perfect drink for, uh, for Kevin Flood? Definitely. I mean, you know, I like a nice cold beer, but a margarita. You go margarita? How? Uh, how do you take it? I like it strong. I like it with a uh, little bit of... Uh, on the rocks or frozen? On the rocks. Yeah, never. Yeah, I wouldn't do frozen just because... I mean, if I'm like on the beach somewhere and everybody's 
And the blender starts, and you know, fucking call me Jimmy Buffett. I don't give a fuck. But uh, when the blender starts. What do you want from me, yeah, man? But, uh, you, yeah, you know, I like it me. on the rocks with salt, and uh, I like really good tequila. Okay, I like tequila rocks. I'm a tequila guy. Whiskey for a while, but yeah. okay, yep. fair enough. All right, uh, a uh, margarita on the uh, margarita frozen. Or no, for not frozen. But no, I'm saying if we're on the beach, right? yeah, if everybody's having them, yeah, right. I'm not gonna, but. Yeah. Ideally, on the rocks. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect situation on the rocks. All right. I got you. All right. So now on to our final segment, which uh, my personal favorite, which is uh, what were you drinking? Now, this is part of the show where uh, I go into my Facebook feed and I find the messiest post that I can think of or the messiest post that I have. Now... As your job as a bartender, you have seen people get drunk over the years. You've seen different types of drinking. Uh, You've seen different types of alcohol being used. So you need to figure out what was this person drinking when they wrote this. All right. Okay. So um, now, would you like to know the gender of the person? Yes. Okay. This is a male. Okay. All right. Here we go. I swear to Christ, if my phone rings one more fucking time tonight, I'm going to fucking destroy something. What was this man drinking when he That rose? sounds like somebody that was day drinking bourbon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, didn't eat breakfast and uh, started mixing in the White Claws at like six and then just... He, whoever wrote that doesn't remember it. <laughs> doesn't doesn't remember this. And then he all. was in the hospital and his phone wouldn't stop ringing because people were worried about him. <laughs> that could be why his phone didn't stop ringing is that he was day drinking bourbon on an empty stomach. Right. And then at six was like, oh, it's dinner time. White claw. That's it. And then from there, that's yep. when things went off the fucking rails. Um, sure. Very good call. Astute observation. Uh, as a bartender, uh, you know, you have a certain insight that we regular folks do do not have. Uh, and for that, we appreciate that. Sure. So, yeah, uh, that is, uh, so that is our show. Uh, thanks you know, for having me. Uh, this has been great. Thanks, man. Yeah, of course, man. Thank you for uh, coming to share your story, man. I think bartenders see a world that, uh, we never see. And, you know, I think it's important to, uh, <laughs> to, uh, capsule these stories so that they can live on forever in for the sure. podcast universe. Um, so, uh, before we get out of here, is there, uh, where can people find you? Is there any, uh, anything you hey, want to plug? You know, I'm on, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, Flooklin, F-L-O-O-K-L-Y-N. Very funny. Uh, yeah, search me. Uh, very funny tweets, by the way. Uh, I will say that. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you want to find me, uh, again, I'm at Jim Search on all social media. You can go to jimsearchcomedy.com uh, to look up show dates and stuff like that. Uh, if you want to email the show, uh, you can. It's openbartalk at gmail.com. You know, send in your stories, send in uh, your favorite drinks, all that jazz. You know, I love to hear from people, so certainly reach out. Uh, if you're looking for the show, of course, it is on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe, uh, and of course, you know, look up, look up up on Spotify as well if you're not an iTunes person and Stitcher as well so uh, again thank you all for tuning in Uh, once again thank you Kevin for uh, coming by thanks buddy appreciate it and of course put a water between each drink and we'll catch you on the next one later